This is something we talk about more and more, sadly, and um, I think that is a sign of we're going in the wrong direction. Because when low-income people or those with mental illnesses are now signing up for assisted death, then I think we've gone off the rails. And yet it's a daily headline. The latest headline we would, would know maybe is about a 32-year-old woman in her final stages of arranging assisted death. Now, this is a woman, a 32-year-old woman who's got a disability that causes her to suffer from chemical sensitivity. So any kind of household products, those things cause her immense pain and suffering. And she's been trying to get affordable housing for seven years to accommodate her situation, and she can't get it. And so it's gotten that bad. She's saying at 32 years of age, I'll sign up to die. So that's where we're at in this country where we get daily headlines of people who maybe are disabled, maybe can't keep up with rising costs, and instead of helping them and correcting things and getting government aid, whatever, they'll die. Even the issue of mortally ill babies have been brought up for this program. And on March 17th next year, the program is going to officially open up to those who are mentally ill. And all of the, this is not what the program was ever supposed to be. Never. It was set up to allow those who are going to die imminently as a way to end their suffering and to die with dignity, which if we're going to go down this road, I think a number of doctors are becoming increasingly concerned and don't want to be a part of this. Dr. Viren Naik is a professor of anesthesiology and pain medicine at University of Ottawa, also a medical director of the Champlain Regional Maid Network at the Ottawa Hospital and Greater Ottawa Region. Thanks so much, doctor, for joining us. Thank you for having me this morning. Assisted death, when you look to 2021, we're up 32% over that year. And I think fundamentally, doctor, most people would support. I mean, if you've got a terminally ill situation, you're in great pain. I don't think too many would be adverse to saying you can choose to end your life the way you want it. But when we're getting these daily headlines where you've got people who can't pay the bills signing up for this program, then to me that signals we're, we're going the wrong direction. Yeah, that's an excellent point, Alex. I'll say that when, you know, MAID first started in 2016, I think, even then we were, we had some concerns that uh, mm -hmm. whether this would be acceptable to the public and to the profession. And, you know, I think now that we're five years later, we are seeing a greater, greater acceptance from both the public and the profession um, regarding the original intent of the uh, Bill C-14 legislation, which in that legislation focused around patients who were terminally ill um, with reasonably foreseeable natural deaths. And uh, Bill C-7 that uh, came about in 2021 uh, expanded that uh, by, uh, uh, by making patients who didn't have a reasonably foreseeable natural death making them eligible with, uh, with appropriate safeguards uh, to apply for MAID. Um, and I think that is some of the challenge right now, particularly around what you've raised around social determinants of health. Um, and then yes, coming 2023, uh, where the original C7 legislation excluded mental health as a sole criteria, we are now going to uh, uh, be asked um, to make eligible patients who come or to have the application of patients uh, who have mental health as a sole condition. So yes, uh, there there is. Um, we are seeing uh, that expansion um, of the original Bill C-14 legislation, and there have been good 
certainly good things in legislation as it's amended, but there are certainly some challenges ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think what's missing are the guardrails. Um, you know, and, and the fact is, I think when we get too much acceptance, then we're, we need, we need a gut check. And I think that's why more and more doctors are becoming uncomfortable with this because doctors, you know, you, you save lives. I don't think any doctor goes into this saying we will end lives. Having said that, if there is an area where you can ease suffering, then, then I think Canadians can agree to that. But when I see, um, in March that, that mentally ill patients, um, can sign up for this. I think the the concern most would say is there are a lot of people with mental illness that can very much live a very good life if they can get supports and they can get treatment. The situation, and I don't need to explain it to you in this country, is that we don't have enough health supports. And so I think we should be concerned that if people are going to turn to death because government services that we're told we can get aren't available, uh, that 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 should not be acceptable. Yeah, I think that's a fair point, Alex. And I, I'll say, you know, I, I understand where our politicians and our legislators came to this um, thought. I mean, Canada is does have values of equity and, and fairness. And I think some of the, um, you know, the higher order thinking around this was if mental health is excluded, um, are we not further stigmatizing it uh, by yeah. making it not the same as physical illness? But I think I think beyond the points you've raised, I think this is where legislation and policy may actually be challenged on the front line. As you say, I lead a group of clinicians um, yeah. and where for for clinicians track one, as we call it, patients who have that terminal illness, you know, that's a that's a comfortable area. I mean, it's it's not comfortable for all doctors, but certainly for made doctors. I think it's a comfortable area when people have pathology um, and essentially what we're talking about is an extension or, or uh, an addressing of end-of-life care. I actually think in fairness to the original government that set up this legislation, they actually put the guardrails that you say around the K. Carter versus Canada decision mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. in a lot of safeguards they put up. And actually, one would argue they put in some safeguards that have now even on those track one patients have been eased because they were seen as barriers. But I think, um, I think the court challenges uh, and the fact that the legislation, original legislation wasn't in keeping with the Carter decision um, sort of brought this forward to our politicians. But I, but, but as you've said, um, the comfort uh, beyond the public comfort uh, for, for the actual clinicians who are maybe being expected to deliver this care, I think is going to be challenging. Yeah, it very. I mean, when I heard the Quebec group, and I don't know the name because it's not in front of me uh, right now, but, I, you know, when we talk to reviewing and expanding the program, when you've got a certain Quebec group suggesting, well, you know, if there are mortally ill babies, you know, and when you start to hear that, I mean, I almost, I almost fell over uh, because I, that, again, I don't think Canadians would at all be okay with, with giving parents the authority or playing God in the life of, of a child. I just think we've gone too far. Having said that, it is going to expand. I don't know if the the March date for mentally ill patients is a sure thing or are doctors going to push back against it? Because I, I, I feel like it's expanding. Um, and yet if we've got doctors who are openly speaking out saying, hold on a second, this is not what we signed up for. Is this going to be pushed back on? Well, I think, uh, I think we see the date uh, coming forward. I will say there are active consultations and certainly um, with uh, national specialty groups like uh, the Canadian Association of Maid Assessors and Providers to, to ensure um, 
that the safeguards uh, that are being mm-hmm. suggested uh, are appropriate. But but what I will say is that they're certainly from you know uh, physicians like myself and and others. Um, you know, I think you said it well that there's. 1500 made providers in Canada. Um, yeah. and, and there's been about, you know, in again, mainly track one deaths, uh, meaning reasonably foreseeable terminally ill patients. That means that there's not a lot of providers actually providing this yeah. service, even to the patients that you're comfortable with. Well, of those 1500, there are a lot who are saying, you know, this isn't what I signed up for. And, um, and in fairness, you know, I think there has to be an appreciation that there's lots of reasons that this isn't what they signed up for beyond, you know, the cases you've brought up. I mean, the reality that these cases are extremely complex uh, with very complicated patients who are angry, frustrated, have a mistrust of the system. Um, and for a lot of MAID doctors, yeah. uh, MAID is a, a specialty in, in, in some ways. And so you're a consultant. You don't have those long relationships that uh, a lot of primary care providers do or mental health experts do with their patients to be able to feel comfortable to move forward um, in a subject matter area that you may not have expertise in like mental health, like chronic pain and other things like that, let alone untangle the reasons that the requests are coming forward. Um, Social determinants of health. It's, it's, it's a, the track two and the mental health, um, become a more less comfortable space um, Absolutely, for practicing yeah. doctors in this space. Yeah, no question about it. Nonetheless, it's a conversation we will continue to have because it's coming up more and more often. So I appreciate you uh, parsing through some of the issues. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And uh, and uh, as said, we'll we'll tackle all these challenges together. For sure. Thank you. That is Dr. Varen Naik, who is part of the MAID network. And so we've laid out the issues. I'll open the phone lines to you, 416-870-6400. You can call or text. Have we lost our way on assisted death? It is now up 32% over 2021. We're getting these daily headlines where people who can't pay bills, people who are having disabilities, can't get enough uh, support, they're turning to it. People with mental health will be able to get this. We're talking about babies possibly being part of the expansion. I mean, where does it stop? 